What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Tana Talks podcast. It is me, Montana Duran, and I am joined with a very special guest today, Damon Sumner. Is that how you say your last name? I was really worried. <laughs> no, you did that real smooth. <laughs> you did that real smooth. It was fake confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read your bio because you are one of the few people that, um, not few people, but like I've just started sending this out uh-huh. and you sent back like a really professional bio <laughs> and I want to read it. Okay. Please. Cause this is a professional podcast. We're professionals. Professionals. Um, Damon Summer. <laughs> Damon Summer has been bringing laughter to people's lives. Even before he held a mic on stage, he has continued to hone his craft. And every time he touches the stage, he delivers hilarious stories about his upbringing and witty, high-energy observations of everyday life. Since starting stand-up in Atlanta, Damon has shared the stage with numerous headliners like Liza, Brent Morin, Todd Glass, Sarah Tina, George Wallace, and many more. He can be seen on the Weather's channels. Ooh, Weather's Gone Viral, Epic's Unprotected Sets, and and Heard on Sirius XM. He co-hosts the hilarious podcast, 4th and 10, created the YouTube channel Better Dad, and runs shows all around Atlanta. Oh my gosh, I didn't, <laughs> I forgot how to read. <laughs> Take your time, baby. Take your time. I like was reading that and halfway through I was like, am I going to be able to finish? <laughs> In 2012, Damon toured China for a year. Wow. Great topic that we're about to discuss. Kung Fu Comedy Club. Damon has also performed in Illustrious Comedy. Illustrious? <laughs> Roast me. I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> Found around the U.S., including the Dallas Comedy Festival. <laughs> Laugh your Asheville off. Oh, that's punny. Mm. Comedy Festival. Out of Bounds Comedy Festival. Hell Yes Comedy Festival. And was a semi-finalist for the American Black Film Festival's Comedy Wings competition, sponsored by HBO. And if you didn't know, he is about to become your new favorite comic, <clears throat> besides me. I've got to change that. i got to change that. Was that was like... That was so professional. <laughs> Did you have a writing degree? Uh, journalism. Oh. <laughs> journalism degree. <laughs> really? That's probably the first time I've had somebody read it out loud beside me. Cringe. That's a, does it make you cringe? It does. That was what I was trying to the, do. Okay, make well, you your really cow is that. Your cow is that. Because this is your week. You had a big week this week. Yeah, it has been a big week. It this is what got you. Like, I, I see this everywhere on my news feed. I'm mm. like, oh my gosh, there's something going on. We've yeah. got to get him on the pod. Please. Like, what's going on? This is your, you released an album this I week. I did. I did just release my debut album. Debut? Uh, yes, it is. I know who I am. It's out everywhere now. Please check it out. Okay, let's get into let's it. Let's get into well, it. Well, <laughs> Wherever you want to go, I'm ready. I start the podcast usually with a question, so okay. we'll start there and then we'll get into the album. Sweet. But I wanted to hit it up top first, Let's okay? Go. When is the last time you cried? Last time I cried. That's a great question. I think the last time I cried, I probably saw um, uh, Patch Adams. Patch Adams. You ever seen Patch Adams? Isn't that a movie? It is a movie with Robin Williams. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite movies, and it, it gets you at the end. It's a tearjerker at the end. And I watched it a few years ago again. I was like, ah, you got me again. You haven't cried in a few years? Uh, yeah, yeah. Now, I'm pro-crying. Mm. But it is, I'm a pro-crier who seldomly cries. So, okay. like, yeah, yeah. So, when I, when I go, it's going. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if, I, if it needs to take it happen in the shower, I'll do it. I'll let it fly. But uh, it doesn't happen too often. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. What about you? When's the last time you cried? 
Um, last night. Last night. Mm-hmm. It's pretty pretty occasional. No, nah, it just. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. no, but I just had to, a lot of stuff is built up, sure, you know? It sure. needed to happen. I, I like a good up. release. Yeah, and I feel like ever since I started talking about mm-hmm. crying and, like, when the last people cry mm-hmm. time, I've stopped doing it as much. Huh. And it is a good cleanse. Yeah. So do do recommend a good cry every now and then. Cry. You know, you're Ooh. due in for one. If it's been two yes. years, you're due in. So. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably get one coming soon, in the next few months. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about your album. Sure. What's it called? I know who I am. How do you know who you are? Yeah. I, who you know. are you? <laughs> Honestly, who are you? Uh, listen, I'm just a guy trying to make it in this world. Um, I know who I am. I really have a, so I'm, I'm a husband and a father of three. And three. Father of three. Got three kids. Yeah, I love it. And um, and so I'm 35, oldest, oldest son of three boys from Shreveport, Louisiana. And I'm just at a spot in my life, and it's not about an age thing, but I'm just at a spot in my life where I'm just confident in the person I want to be. That when mm-hmm. I wake up every day, I'm just, I know who I, I portray to be. I know who I want to be for my family. I know who I want to be for myself and my craft. And so there's this confidence, but there's also this freedom in, in having that. And I, I just was excited to, to kind of make that the title of this album. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's good. How did it? How long did it take you to figure that out this this year? The title or yeah. no, <laughs> the journey? <laughs> <laughs> the journey's been a while. Um, I'll probably say for the last few years I've been feeling this way. For the last few years, I'm really enjoying my thirties. I hear people. I'm really enjoy enjoying my thirties. Yeah, and I'm, then the forties is like peak, I, is what I hear. I, that's what I'm saying. That's like what I, they say. I'm, I'm still going uphill, baby. So I'm loving my thirties, and I feel like the last few years. Probably right before things popped off with the pandemic. Um, <laughs> it's a choice of words. Um, I was kind of like, okay, all right, Damon. 31, 32. It was like, let's go time. Mm, yeah. Let's go time. So you are doing this album. You mm. have a podcast. Mm. You have two podcasts. Have two. You have three kids. three kids. You have a wife. Yeah. A whole lot going on. You mm. run a bunch of shows around the city. Like, mm. How do you balance that? Mm-hmm. That's uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it doesn't happen without the teamwork. Mm-hmm. My wife and I, Katoya, she's an amazing woman. Uh, it starts with us just being on the same page. Yeah. Right, because she's busy right now. She's in Tennessee shooting videos for her fitness world. Um, so it's all, it's about this teamwork that we have. And whether you you have a team or not, you know, figuring out that balance, what makes sense for you, is I think really important. So, like, we've been in a groove for a while where – you know, if I'm going to be out for a few days and our schedule's going, this, that, and the other, I'm able to do because I have a strong foundation. I know everybody doesn't have, like if they're in a relationship, I know everyone doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm blessed to know that I do. But it starts with that. And then it also just starts with me just really um, trying to work smarter. Okay. So like where when I first started comedy, I would be out four or five nights a week. Okay. Now I know that I'm not going to be out five nights a week. But when I go out, I'm doing multiple sets. I'm doing long amounts of time. And if I'm at home and everybody's asleep, then I'm sending the emails. I'm doing some other content, things like that. So I'm just really trying to maximize any time that I get to help me along the way. That is so smart because time is precious and valuable. And it's the only thing that you can't get back. Only you can't get back. I get money back. 
can't get time back. You can't get time back. Can't get it back. And I think that's so, because I think a lot of comedy, I don't know, I'm very new to this, so I can't really speak on it. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just like a baby. It's like, shut up, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like it's changing because even like I literally started in the pandemic and it's like, you can't, I feel like there were more, you know, mics and things happening and mm-hmm. people are back to back to back to back mm-hmm. with that. But like, yeah. I feel like it's also now like internet podcast, yeah. um, other kinds of things that yeah. you do too. So right. it's like, how has it shifted from you? Like from mm. when you started, I feel yeah. like to now doing all this, mm. doing an album, like how has your journey like shifted from where you started to now? That's a great question. Did you write these down? Are you coming off the dome with these questions? Out here? Okay. <laughs> I, I got, you. <laughs> got the lights, got the mixer. It's professional. Uh, it definitely has changed to a degree. Uh, you know, when I started back in 2010, um, it was it was only about being on stage. Mm-hmm. It was about getting up as often, all the time, going to shows. Um, and now, like really since 2020, for myself specifically, yeah. it definitely has, my gears have shifted more where it's like, oh, okay, let's be more... Like, stand-up is still the number one thing, hands down, that I love to do, want to do. Being on that stage and making a room full of strangers laugh, it it doesn't get better than that for me as a craft. Um, But I also see on the art side, and then we can get into this if you want, and then on the business side of being like, okay, the online content creation, there's a lot of opportunity with that, right? Um, And then I'm also excited to... um, because I'll be getting back to being uh, full-time as a comic in June. Um, I've also, like, I want to kind of get into, like, the acting side as, work, as well. So, especially as George has gotten more production, production over the years. Yeah. So, now for myself, at this stage of my career, I'm really trying to still maximize, again, my time as a stand-up, but also not limit myself with other opportunities. Yeah. Put yourself, you can't just put yourself in yeah, one box. Yeah, yeah, because it, it was all about one box when we first mm. started, for when I first started in 2010. Your, so you do a podcast with your wife, right? Mm-hmm. What, yep. And this is a, the, the better dad? Or is it no, no, this what? is a, <laughs> that's, that's a third thing. Uh, <laughs> what? Wow, <laughs> you have a lot going yeah, on. Yeah. My podcast with my wife, uh, Sum It Up With The Sumners. It's all about empowering specifically millennial marriages, but anybody Ooh. can get it. Anybody can get it. Oh, yeah. speak on that because yeah, we got a yeah. lot of um i have a community full of single okay. single people yeah, because yeah, yeah. i i started comedy with the single yeah. event yeah and so i i have a heart for single people because sure. i feel like Me they too. get left out they do they get left out pull them in baby pull them <laughs> in i love the singles <clears throat> and dating and everything has yeah. changed so when i do get to sit down with married people i love i'm like tell me everything so yeah. what is this about what do yeah, y'all do yeah. on there so we started this in August 2020. We really just get a chance to, you know, it's very easy for society. I'm talking social media, TV, movies, magazines, comics to take the low hanging fruit and bash their spouse, you know, talk about the negatives and the hearts of marriage. You know, you'll find somebody who'll be married for like two months. You'll be like, man, how's it going? Woo! I ain't killed it yet. <laughs> We're making it. I'm like, it's been, the honeymoon just got over. And, you know, you know you'll hear that. It's like, oh. Oh, it's a lot of hard work. Well, mm. it's, you're not selling it. The mm. marketing could improve for marriage. Let me just say that. Ooh. So that's that's just one thing. So we've been together for 17 years, married for 14 years in July. What? And and we, we love it, man. We, we want to change it for the world. And so we come on there every Tuesday, every week. And we really just, 
we talk about real issues. We're very real, very open. Uh, and we just talk about things that we feel people can resonate with. Um, and, and it's always a good time. I hope my wife is a great, a great time, great chuckle. Um, and I think one of the biggest things is that, like, you know, before uh, 2020, we loved having people over to the house. Yeah. And then when that changed, we was like, ah, we still want that feel. So the podcast was an avenue to still, to a degree, kind of have those conversations, still have that community, if you yeah. will, around things that really matter. So it's just something I feel like we could talk about more as a society is marriage, relationships, dating, what's going well, what can improve individually, collectively. Yeah. There's still a lot of great work to be done out there. No, I love that, especially coming from like a from a male perspective, because I feel like there's so many like mm. male podcasts and things that they're like ugh, bashing women and and yeah. like making men like even more like not wanting to think about marriage. Right, and right, I'm right. Like to hear that right. is really refreshing. Also, you and your wife, how, y'all have been together for so long. What, how did y'all meet? Like, I'm just, I love a love story. Yeah, Let me hear it. yeah, yeah. We met in high school. We had one conversation freshman year. Didn't talk again to senior year. Wrote in two different circles. <laughs> and um, and then, you know, long story short, I lost a little bit of weight. I cut my braids. <laughs> oh my you know God. what I'm saying? And she's like, who that boy? And I'm like, you know who it is. And uh, <laughs> I text her. And so I was, what's funny is I was coming back. I was coming back from Bible study, actually. Oh, and the Lord was in it. A friend texted me her number. And I'm heading home. I'm in a, my mom's driving. I'm in a passenger seat. And I text her two words. Take a, just take a take a random guess. We're, we're both seniors in high school. I We don't really talk. I text her two words on my Nokia phone. Brick breaker. Shout out. Snake. Uh, I text her two words. What were two words you think I would text her? 18-year-old fella trying to holler at a young lady. What up? That's pretty good. I text her, hello, ma'am. <laughs> That's what I text her. Hello, ma'am. <laughs> out the blue from a stranger. Hello, mammies. <laughs> That's how you text a woman named Barbara. That's not how you text an 18-year-old senior who wears heels to P.E., okay? So, and the rest is history. We went to a skate night. That was Latino night. That was fun. Caught a movie. Talked on the curb for two hours, and here we are. Oh, that's so sweet. That was the journey. That's so sweet. And the fact that I love that, a positive, like, outlook on marriage, especially as, like, millennials this culture that's mm. something that we need that's something that we need more of so i'm definitely gonna check it out recommend it love it you also have another podcast i do have another podcast okay yes, let's yes, let's yes. go there let's, let's talk about this podcast yeah fourth and ten. Fourth and ten and you guys also uh-huh. okay let's go there let's now you got a show <laughs> <laughs> me we went to the first one it was really fun thank um, you thank you uh, get into the who yeah. are you, who are these boys? Yeah, who yeah. are these boys that you? These do this are my with? main men. So I do this uh, podcast, Fourth to Ten. David Perdue, Nathan Owens, two other great comics in Atlanta. Check them out. Uh, Nate actually has a special coming out in April, well, this month now. So that's coming. Check that out. Um, but it is it is a sports podcast, really for the non-sports fan. Oh, right. So it's 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 really a comedy podcast. Oh, okay. so like if you're trying to get some laughs on your commute at work, in the bed, doing laundry. We're we're here for you. That's that's off top. So we're not we're not a sports podcast in a sense like we're finna break down games and give you stats and analytics. Okay, good. Because right? I was like, I'm not gonna listen to this. No, one. no, no, no. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna it's, it starts with an umbrella of sports. So we're like Kevin Durant. Oh, that's a name I know. Yeah. Right. But like we were talking about the fact that, you know, last year he said he would drink Scarlett Johansson's bathwater. Oh, we gotta talk about that. Who's not who doesn't want to talk about that story? Not ESPN, but we will. <laughs> we'll bring it up. 
Um, so this is, this is these are the things we get into on the podcast, um, and it's just been a good time. I mean, we've been doing it it'll be five years this year, and wow, um, a lot of a lot of cool opportunities. We got a chance to throw out a first pitch in Gwinnett. What? You know, we've done some shows around the country. Um, it's been a good time. That is wait, that is so cool. Yeah. I'm so honestly like. I wish I would have figured. I started figure out how to do a podcast five years ago. <laughs> like, how did you start a podcast five years ago? On accident. Uh, <laughs> like, what was yeah, that? How Nate, did you stumble across that? Nate had an idea. Um, he was trying to be a sports radio dude, and that didn't work out. And um, <laughs> and yeah, he was like, "Man, I think about maybe doing about podcasts." David introduced him to a guy, and we just sat in a room and started being dumb and silly as comics. And here we are now. Oh, well, I have to get him on because to, to take your own path. That's a good story. Too. Yeah. That's yeah, a yeah. good story. Yeah. Do you know either one of them, David or Nate? Um, I think we just had David on a, That's I saw him fantastic. on a, we had him on a show Thursday. Fantastic. The first time I saw him. Great good. guy. Well, I saw him when y'all were doing. Oh, the show. The show. The yes, gravy yes, show. Yes. Um, no, that's so cool. I wish I would have started five years ago. But that's all. We're just starting today. Yeah, you're, you're starting right, now. Right. Missed them now. No, five. Okay, that's cool. So, <laughs> how has it? How is it having a podcast with multiple people? Because mm. I know I only have to coordinate with just me, mm-hmm. and so you need and one other person, and sometimes mm-hmm. that's hard to do. So, yeah. how is it coordinating with all of y'all to do that and keep uh, it consistent? Because consistency. Yeah. Matters and you've been doing it a long time. Because this is key for sure. Roles. Roles have been big. Mm. Knowing who's doing what. Um, so one of us is kind of the primary manager, if you will, of times and schedules um, for the podcast. The others, we may do some content stuff. Um, that was pretty light uh, for me on, on the 4th and 10. I just kind of show up, mm-hmm. tell some jokes and get out. With my wife, I kind of uh, am more of the, the COO on that one there. And so my my hands are much more in depth in that one right there. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, just figuring out what roles work because then that leads to good communication. And that's mm-hmm. one thing my wife and I would say, you can never over communicate. Um, so you can under communicate, but you can't over. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those just figure out what makes the most sense for you. Mm. Communication is very mm. key, and it's the problem in all in relationships. I feel like, and in, not even just romantic. No, ones, like just in general. General, in like general. family, like family, me. roommates, communication. I don't. I don't know if there's something else much higher. Trust and communication probably be two of the biggest things. Like literally, the word relationships that that are so crucial. What are some <clears throat> communication? tips since you're you have this teach us <laughs> educate us yeah uh a few off the top of my head um timing matters okay when when to talk about some things like important things if i'm sleeping you're trying to do pillow talk that's not that's not a good time or if we're both frustrated now nah, that's probably let's pause on that so timing plays a part that plays a part um also like delivery matters like mm. even if you have Depending on how you deliver the information, it could be something positive. It could be something that is um, uh, constructive criticism, right? So how do I want to go about delivering that information matters as well. So those are just two off top. And then I think, um, again, the overcommunication can lead to the um, lessening of assumptions, and so if you're coming into something like assuming, well, you did this, you know, last year or you did this two weeks ago. All right. Well, you assumed, right, for better or for worse, you assumed I was going to go about the same way and you didn't communicate and you went about it this way. And now we're still in this conflict. So we still both lost. You lost with the assumptions and I lost with this. Mm-hmm. 
So those are just a few. Um, but again, communication is something that any relationship, you can always get better at it too. Yeah. You can always get better at it. Always. No, this is very good. This is very good. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> okay, so you got podcast with your wife. Yeah. Podcast with your homies. Yeah. YouTube, apparently. Do you have another podcast that I'm missing? Not another podcast. Okay, okay. The, the, no, the, the better that channel is. The better that channel is. Okay. Tell us about this. Uh, what is this? The better that? Yeah. Um, it's just, it's similar to the, the marriage piece. It's really uplifting fathers. It's about, you know, and, and it's not a no shade to the amazing women in the world who are mothers, but pound for pound, historically, when you look around, you know, there is, um, in my opinion, not enough resources uh, for uplifting fatherhood. And so I just want to be, you know, stand in the gap and try to offer more. So um, I, lo- I love being a dad. Um, my, my oldest is 12. My youngest is five. So I've been in the game mm. for a minute. And I just try to share with a little comedic twist, you know, insight. You know what I mean? All the way from swaddling and burping and breastfeeding all the way up now to getting ready to have a teenager in high school. So... You know, it's a big journey in in between. That's that's messy. Um, I think one of the biggest things for me too, like even even before I was a dad, I I just hated. And I don't know if you could think of any TV or movies, but like when I was growing up, every sitcom or movie that had a dad, if the mom or the wife left, it was shambles. Yeah. It was just destruction. The the kids are on the roof. The fires in the toaster. No clothes have been folded in a week. I'm like, this is, is this every man? Mm-hmm. And, and it's not. But, you know, again, <laughs> you know, easy. That sale, that trope sells. Yeah. I get it. But uh, I wanted I wanted to be, and spe- specifically as a black father, I wanted to come up and show, yo, we, we build different nowadays. No, that's so good. Because I think a lot of the problems um, with modern dating, modern men, it's we're living in this fatherless generation. Mm-hmm. We're, we're a generation without dads. Not like... And when there are those resources, I think they're few and far between to sure. come by. And it's like, it's so important. And do you feel as, is there like, do you feel an added pressure being like a black man, black dad? Like, mm-hmm. do you feel like an added pressure? Because there is like the society, like the society, the societal pressures and mm. issues that go with that. Good question. Um, no, I wouldn't say extra pressure. I would say extra pride, to be honest with you. Mm. I think, um. Yeah, I just take mm. it. I mean, I just honestly, I do. All good things require hard work, right? Yeah. So as much as I love being a dad, of course it's going to come with the ups and downs as anything else would. Mm-hmm. You want to lose weight. You want to get further in your career. You want to grow spiritually. Whatever it is, it's going to require the sweat. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, there's just an extra level of pride I have. You know, my daughter, she, she said it kind of just – on the flow, and I know she meant it, but uh, we haven't played this game. It's just this wrestling game on the bed. Nothing, nothing special, yeah, uh, yeah, per yeah. se. But I was like, yeah, I got to do the laundry, and then when we're done, we can play the Mickey Mouse game. She's like, ah, oh, that's great to hear. You're such a great dad. Thank you. Aww. And, you know, just kind of moved it on. But yeah. those those type of things, you know, you don't take for granted. Oh, um, well, here comes my, <laughs> my cry for today. <laughs> That is no, that's sweet. That extra level of pride and 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 
that's so that's so good did you have because I feel like you I don't know like you are I'm really glad we met this is literally our first time talking I'm like wow I feel like I know so much but like did you have a good role Mm. model is that what how Mm. you've become this father Mm. husband figure type thing did Mm. you have a solid role model too yeah like yeah. did you learn i did i did yeah. my my folks were divorced early but my father was always present mm. um so you know great dad growing up um and then i also had a few other men in my life who were great husbands and fathers who in my family and other areas of my life who i looked up to and so it's just always been something i've admired always been something that you know i knew i wanted to be a part of my life um and so we're here now and yeah wouldn't change it for the world No, I think that's good because I think it's so – I think there's something about when, like, men want to, like, inspire other men Mm -hmm. and things. And I think especially adding that comedic layer, you never know who you'll be able to touch by that. And, like, I wish you and that channel, like, all the success. I appreciate that. Yeah, Sean Cannell. Talk to him. Shout out, Sean. (laughs) We're watching. We're growing. We're growing. (laughs) Okay, so how did you get started doing comedy? Ah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, accidentally. Um, so I didn't grow up. I feel like those are the best stories. Yeah. I did not not grow up. I grew up in a very sheltered home. Um, and so comedy, uh, came from TGIF and WB. We were not, you know, there was no stand up. A lot of times when you, uh, watch comics like my age or older specifically, um, and maybe now to a, a lighter degree, they talk about like my mom and my dad had the the, the prior records or the Carlin CD uh, records going or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any of that. All right. My mom, we weren't going to have any of that Kings of Comedy cussing in our house back in the day. OK, Mm-mm. none of that. No cussing. Right. And so <laughs> none of that. So I don't, that wasn't really in my world. Right. I was okay. laughing with my brothers, my friends making the cafeteria table laugh. That's what that was about. And then I moved to Atlanta. We're married. And um, I, just to give you the, the two-minute nugget, I graduated with a degree in journalism. Kind of realized early on after college I didn't want to do that long term. I'm doing jobs I don't love. I'm wrestling 16-year-old girls in, in, in Kennesaw because um, they're in these facilities. And I'm like, I can't be wrestling girls for $10 an hour. I got to get out of here. <laughs> and um, and somebody was like, yo. So 2010 was the, one of the craziest years of my life. Okay. In 2010, I become a father. Okay. I start teaching and mm-hmm. I start stand up. All three in 2010, and those three things literally have been such a huge foundation for where I am today. Teaching was the career that helped me have the nights and weekends to be able to have that flexibility to do stand up, right? That financial stability, mm-hmm. right? Talked about fatherhood already, and then of course the dream of our dreams is what I fell in love with in 2010. Um, but to answer your question specifically, I was hanging out with some friends. David Perdue was one of them and a couple of the guys, uh, and people and somebody randomly says, we're cutting up laughing. And somebody says, yo, y'all funny. Have you ever thought about doing stand up? Had never listened to me. Had never thought about doing stuff. Didn't really watch stand up to be honest. I didn't grow up with like cable. I got to college, probably watched a little bit, but who's really watching stand up if you don't know about it? Mm-hmm. I never been to a comedy club. Netflix wasn't popping with specials like it is now, right? Mm-hmm. So it's still a very kind of unfamiliar world, yeah, under, right? Underground. And I was, yeah, very, very much, especially in 2000, 2010. 2010. Yeah. And so me and Dave was like, nah, but we'll try it. Yeah. We're going to what we're doing in our lives. We yeah. pull, we be pole laughing. And so, <laughs> so we signed up for a, a laughing skull open mic. 
October 27, 2010, and literally as cliche as it is, the rest is history. Haven't looked back since. Mm. Yeah. Have there ever been moments where you thought about looking back and being like, I'm done? One. Probably one. Um, and that probably was just a frustrating moment. You know, mm-hmm. my grandma told me, like, when you look left and right, meaning, like, when you look at your peers, which is very easy in any any career, personal, whatever, um, it, it should always lead to motivation, inspiration, and encouragement, and not je- jealousy, bitterness, and envy. That if you're going to look left, you're going to look right, you're going to try to compare your life to this and their accomplishments mm-hmm. and their milestones, you can. But don't let it lead to bitterness, envy, and jealousy. Let it lead to encouragement, inspiration, and motivation. And I, I looked left and right and didn't follow her suit, kind of um, mm. in the midst of me returning back from China in 2015. And I was like, ah, ah. But I shook that off after a few months and, and, and haven't since. But um, but no, apart from that, I have been reminded so many times, that, like, this is what I love to do, and I feel I do have a skill set and a, and a talent for it. So... No, this this is it. I don't know why I asked that question, but I'm so glad I did that. Like, can I hear what your grandma said? Because that was so good. Like, I'm she, like, she oh, let me woman. clip that. Yes, yes, like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, grandma. Um, oh, but no. it's so easy to do, right? It's so easy to look yeah. left and right. Especially with the internet. Mm-hmm. And if there's always going to be someone doing better than you, more than you, prettier than you, got more money than you. And we only know what we see. Right? Yeah. Because you could, but then they could be battling depression. They, mm-hmm. they marriage could be in shambles. It's they could, sm- yeah. You know, there's so much we don't know. Mm-hmm. It's 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 important to keep that in mind. Yeah, but if you look at it different, like you different. know, look at it differently, and I think it, it also comes from like that that foundation in yourself too, like That's knowing really that like oh I am talented too, yeah. I have skills too, like yeah. you know, and it's just like maybe you should you know that was that's good though, that's good. What was um. I didn't know that about you in China. What what mm. what was that like? China was dope. What was man. doing comedy in China like? China was one of the most monumental seasons of uh, my life and my life as a family. We we go there because of teaching. I work with Disney English. What? And they were has they had schools over there at the time, and so we teach English over there. And I'm about two years in comedy, so I'm not a great comic. Um, but I was hungry. So I go over there and I'm trying to start shows. I get situated with this dope, uh, group of comics. And, um, one of the biggest things, uh, in that time as a comic was the fact that this universality, right? Where I was like, all right, my goal is to be the best comic I could be, but for everybody. Mm-hmm. Personally, this is my goal. Yeah. My So my favorite comedian of all time is Chris Rock. Shout out to Chris Rock, the Shout professional. Out. Shout out to Chris Rock, the <laughs> professional. We stand with you. <laughs> <laughs> we stand with Rock. Um, and so he says something in an article I read years, years ago. But he's like, as he was coming up, he wanted his act to be so great, so strong, mm. that he could go kill at the Apollo and then he could take it over and kill at the Carnegie Hall, mm. right? And so this universality of I want to be able to make anybody and everybody laugh. Mm. And the beautiful thing about when I was in Shanghai and got a chance to travel around China was that I had to kind of really work that. When you walk into a room, you got seven Chinese natives. You got five uh, people from Scotland, from, you know, mm-hmm. studying abroad. You got two folks from Ecuador. You know, you got six Americans traveling abroad. You got, you know, 
everything. So your American cultural references, that ain't going to fly. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, and this, that, and the other. So I'm like, all right, what are the threads that's going to bring us all together on this night? Yeah. What are the things that we all can be like, oh, we with you. You know uh-huh. what I mean? And so that really rocked me and really pushed my writing and my performance really, I think, to another level because I was really forced and grateful for it to really think about having an opportunity to still bring a room full of strangers together, um, but think on a human level, mm. what are the things that universally bring us together? And, and that was big for me. Oh, my God. That's so good because that that's like the whole thing of this podcast is like that's not just a thing. It's mm. like we are all better together because yeah. we have more in common. Than we, and yes. so it's like we let these things – you know divide us but finding that neutrality and that common ground where it's Mm. like let's let's have a laugh that's why i love comedy and i can't even imagine like that seems so scary to me (laughs) that seems terrifying to me like it was good you go ahead and you crush it tammy okay okay shanghai was so dope it was so diverse so just just otherworldly it was fire Mm. have you ever been anywhere else doing comedy besides china um, I mean, like I d- <laughs> <laughs> that was so when I did the cruises, um, I would go to. Is that the word I messed up? The cruise word? It yeah, could have been. been doing it cruises. Could, <laughs> it could have been. Um, but um, not really. And that's one of my big things as I'm getting back to. So the pandemic put me back in the classroom because mm-hmm. I was able to go full time with comedy in 2018, and but I'm going back to full-time at the end of, in June. So, so you're teaching now? Yeah, I've been teaching for this past year. Mm. Um, I, I have a degree in education. Do like, you? Uh, my, I have like a associate's in education cause, yeah. and then my bachelor's in uh-huh. psychology because I wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. And I started, I worked in kindergarten for two years yep. as a parapro. Mm. And, I was like, and then I did some <laughs> subbing and I was like, this ain't for me. Is it? This yeah. ain't for me. Glad you learned early. Glad you learned <laughs> I, was early. Like, I was like, I cannot do this for 30 years. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Pay teachers more money. That's important. That pay your teachers. Um, but yeah, so that I yeah, my I kind of that fell in my lap as well. Twenty ten was crazy. So, all right. So the big elephant in the room. This album. Uh-huh, all uh-huh. right. So it's called "I Know Who I Am." Right. I know who I am. All right. What does this process look like? Mm. Of what did? How did you do? How did you decide what to put on there? Sure. Great question. How did you know when it was time? Did someone approach you? Mm-hmm. Like, how does this? What does this process look like? Because I'm still, I'm, I'm still in school. Sure. I'm, sure. you know, I'm, yes. I'm in, the, yes. I'm learning. Listen, well, we notes. always, we all are, <laughs> we always are. Um, so the journey for me was this album. So pretty much ninety, I don't know, ninety five percent of everything I've been able to accomplish in my career. Um, has be has me DIY grassroots myself, right? Okay. Nobody's knocking on my door, so we we building our own doors. I understand? think that's the way to go. We're building our own doors. Build out here. your own door. That's one. I also take pride in being a cold email connoisseur. Okay. I've got a I've got a I've got to make a workshop for this because the cold cold emails has gotten me my cruise agency, my college agency. It got me to China. It's it's done a lot for me. People sleep on the cold. I mean, that's a that's a part two. That's time for another day. No, um, yeah. So I'll, I'll give you, you all that put context. Yourself out there. I get, yes. So I give you all that context because for whatever reason, and I really, if I'm honest, which I can't articulate it, but my first album, I did not want to do DIY. I I don't know what it was. Maybe I felt like uh, I had did enough, and I was like, man, somebody, somebody <laughs> join me, please. I don't know what it was. No, look at what I'm somebody doing. Somebody see me. Um, <laughs> but what I did do, what did I do? Cold email. Cold email. <laughs> Cold email those record labels. 
I was like, yo, y'all missing out. And I was like, oh, you're right. We are missing out. Mm. So I got with Helium um, Comedy Records, which has been dope. They've been fantastic. Um, the journey was, you know, I've got this since 12, 12 years, you know, uh, of work, all these jokes. And so for myself, and we're going to get, I don't know what your, your audience is like, but we're going to get real into comedy for just a second here. We'll put the business hat on. So knowing that as a father of three and a husband, I got mouths to feed, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have six roommates in one bedroom. So I, was, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was like, all right, we got, we're going to leave teaching in this stable. So we need some money, right? And spins, online spins, Sirius, Pandora, mm-hmm. et cetera, is where a lot of comics live off of. So I was like, okay, well, and traditionally, if you, if you haven't, you know, heard me, seen me perform or whatever, comparatively speaking to other comics, I'm I'm a relatively cleaner comic, right? Just when you when you see ten comics, that's that's just kind of how I lean. That's just who I am. That's who I authentically am, off stage and on stage. So on the business side, more spins, more money, more plays. Let me do the cleaner, more stations. Why not, right? So I take the things I'm proud of. I put that together. I probably got about eighty five percent classics, fifty percent of stuff that was kind of newer. I was really excited about. Put all that together, and you know, felt great about it. Uh, I was like, ah, October, I wanted to come into 2022, knew that I was not going to come back in the summer. So I was like, all right, let's get this going. So things can start trying to come through. So it was this probably about 60, 40 business art side decision for me that I really had to think through, which if I'm honest, artists in general, but specifically comics, I think we could do a better job of not only talking and focusing on the art side, the stage, the content, but also the business side. Um, you know, yeah. making a living. You know, there's a point in time when you get to a point where, all right, chicken nuggets can't be the pay only. And so <laughs> now I'll take this nice check and the tenders, but I'm going to need something else besides just the tenders. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was the journey. And so it's out now, and uh, I'm really excited about it, and I'm proud of it. And, and what I'm also excited about is that since I put a lot of classics on there, I'm getting ready to chance to build my first independent tour this summer. Mm. And I've got, I'm proud of and excited about this new hour that I'll be touring. So you'll get a chance to buy at the merch table, the album, but then I'll be able to do a whole new hour when I see you in your city. That's okay. So that's what I am so confused, like sure, talk to confused about because it's like, I'm working really hard yes. <laughs> <laughs> on my little 30 minutes. Mm. And I don't know. Like when you how what does it feel like to let it go and then be mm. like, well I can't say these anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a sigh of relief because you get to a point where you do want to let it go. Like you know what I mean. There's mm-hmm. a point of that. Um, there's also another element of you should like those jokes that I do now. I still do them like verbatim that way. But I'm promise you, like if I now eight nine years later, right, we're trying to rewrite them and do them. They're going to be different because I should be a better comic. I should yeah. be a better writer. I should be a better performer, right? Um, so it's like, you know, just letting your, your babies ain't going to be in kindergarten forever. They're in high school. They got a permit. The braces are off. You know what I'm saying? You got to let them be now. All right? You're going to be out to 10. Get back. Be back by 10. It's a beautiful thing. That's a good analogy. Yeah. You are very – you're a good – the journalism, <laughs> like, the journalism major is okay. going. I'm glad it's being used for something. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Mm. No, that's really good. That's really. So how do you, mm-hmm. writing a whole new hour, yeah. a whole new hour. Yeah. What's that like? <laughs> <laughs> Humbling. <laughs> Humbling. 
because you're back up there with with a level of excitement. You know, when you got a new bit, you're kind of excited to work out. Yeah. There's a level of excitement there for <laughs> yeah. sure. Whereas, you know, you've got, all right, let me go do this 10. This should work. You know, you can kind of feel a little more stale. So there's a new excitement I'm having right now in 22 mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work mm, type of feel. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's that, there's that joy that reinvigorates you as a stand-up. Uh, and just trying to work it out. Like, yeah. So one of my, on the album, I have this this story uh, about skydiving. Okay. And you've been skydiving? No, but it's on the list. It's on now, the list. Yeah, you especially gotta do after it. I almost died. Yeah, like, yeah it's go. on the list. Put it on there. It's a great time. <laughs> it's a great time. And um, and so the story is like five minutes long on the album. But it started like just like one minute. Mm. And so like the journey to build a bit. Right. It's such a it's such a such a rewarding thing. And maybe it's just, you know, maybe you're listening and maybe you got something 50 seconds and you get it to 45 seconds. You're like, oh, that worked to get there. You know, it's it's great. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast the other day and it was a, it was a stand up saying because it's a long journey. Like because mm-hmm. I, I don't know, like sometimes you leave and you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. But it's like noticing those those small changes like Mm -hmm. oh before when i got up i didn't know what i was gonna say now i have an opener now i have this like noticing those things and then like one day you look back and you're like oh my god i have a whole album like i'm going on my tour like it it all worked out like yeah Yeah. you do you really kind of get to that point i mean i remember being at at a a borders bookstore where that whole foods is right now by ponce and me and david Perdue, we would just be sitting there with our comedy bible from judy carter writing notes (laughs) Talking about all the things that are real niche in comedy. And you look back now and, and the sky's the limit. Oh, well, I'm really happy for you. I appreciate it. I cannot wait to check this out. I cannot wait for everyone that's listening to check this out. Is there anything else you would like to say before we wrap this up? Any, uh, where can people find you? Yeah. We're promote. What are you promoting besides yeah, yeah. the album? Like <laughs> what kind of show? What, what, anything you want to leave yeah. us with? Sure, sure. Uh, well, definitely, I'm having a good time over on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, I wanna, you want to talk about TikTok? I just, Let's talk about TikTok. Well, you're the first podcast I've actually said it out loud. Uh, I don't want to keep holding that to my chest. I'm trying to make it pop off, and I keep not talking about it. That's how I am. Yeah, I'm just like, just be free, Damon. Okay, get out here. Um, but yeah, so Instagram and TikTok is Damon Junior Two, D A M O N J R, the number two. Um, we're having fun over there. Follow me over there. Um, and then, you know, you're going to get the dates and, and all that stuff over there uh, for that. Um, that's where you can find information. But the last thing I would say, honestly, is that, you know, dreams don't have to die. That's okay. just uh, I'm a huge fan. My wife and I both dream chasers. Um, and we just honestly believe like whatever you want to do, like. Do not think about it. Don't buy seven more courses. Don't listen to only 20 more podcasts. Like, do it. Um, Let it be messy. Let it be rough. Let it be bad. But keep doing it, and it only can go up. And so hopefully that's for somebody who is uh, feeling uh, encouraged and maybe stuck in the mud. Whatever it is, whether you're trying to, you know, start a business, start a bakery, write a book, go back to school, start a family, whatever it is, um, do it and let it be messy. That's so good. No, now I have like, that's so good. And I think it's it's about just starting where you're at. That's it. Literally started in my mom's basement. Yeah. Now we're in the kitchen. Now we're in the kitchen. Started like Come literally on. you started all this and now like 
that's awesome also you said your wife is a dream chaser what is she a comedian too what does she no, do no 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 she's a she's a fitness instructor so she's Ooh. yeah she's building that world over right now oh so. well i'll have to have her on this yeah. is a creative community we yeah. don't just like comics we yeah. like everybody i love it <laughs> she loves to be on here yeah well, thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing your story. And I'm really inspired. I can't wait to check all this out, this relationship stuff, too. That's really awesome. I think that's great that y'all do that together. That's a cool dynamic. Check out the album. Check them out live. Come to a show in the city. Okay? All right? Great shows. <laughs> all right. We love you. We mean it. Bye. Ta-ta.